Hello there. Welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty. It is December 30th, so we really are cruising in here on the uh, end of the year. And um, our bit of honesty for today, so our dryer at kind of the beginning of the pandemic had issues and the heater element went out on it. So my husband replaced it. He bought an inexpensive part, replaced it for $30 and it died again. So um, we've been kind of limping along, air drying our clothes. It's cold. Um, and, you know, the new part's here. So he's putting it in. And I know he's frustrated. And he's frustrated because you do something and you expect the fix to work, right? And then after it doesn't work, it's it's pretty, um, pretty upsetting. So um, he's fixing it again now with a factory component. So hopefully that goes better. Um, but one of the things that we decided to do for this last week of the year was to make a list of house projects, things around the house, big, small, I mean, there's stretchy goals like replace the fence around the house and just list out things that we know we kind of want to need to do, we need to and want to do around the house, I should say. And so mine, of course, had fence on it. My husband's not a very good woodworker, so that's you know, long shot. (laughs) But what I decided to do was each day, you know, pick one or two things, especially if they're small, and go through and do them. And so, for example, my silverware drawer was driving me crazy because it just gets filled with crumbs and crap. And um, and then where the pots and pans are the other day, I saw a spider run down there, right? And it just, I was like, oh. Um, And so when's last time, right, like you pulled all that stuff out and actually went through to really deep clean it all. And so, you know, two days ago, three days ago, I did, you know, a handful of drawers in the kitchen. Then, you know, I did the pantry. Um, my daughter's been wanting her bathroom to be painted pink, bright pink. I mean, it's bubblegum pink. And so yesterday I went and bought paint and began, you know, doing the painting in her bathroom, which of course, you know, in my mind, it's such a small space. Oh, it's really, it's only going to take, you know, um, half an hour and this thing will be painted, right? So it's four hours later, still not done. Um, I had to go back in today, right? It's bubblegum pink, so it requires a second coat over a large portion of it. Um, but I feel like, you know, these bite-sizey chunk things are making me feel much more grounded and making me feel much more happy in the space that I'm in, especially given that we're home so much. And um, so I'm just, I'm making these lists and I'm just going to keep trying to chug through them. And, and especially once we go back to work, you know, it may only be something like um, clean out the fruit drawer in the fridge, right? Which, of course, I never do that either. Um, but it feels highly rewarding. And so if you're looking for something small to make you feel really rewarded, I kind of suggest this, right? Like just these little tiny things around the house. You don't have to paint your whole bathroom. Trust me, it's not a little task. Um, And on that note, um, a handful of years ago, um, a girlfriend of mine, Beverly, who um, she had, she had the moniker, I want to say it was Pomo Go Lightly. Um, And she is one of these fantastic people who does a daily activity and every single year since I have known her, which is probably like a decade, she does something every single day. And so some years it's, she draws on a bookmark um, every single day for 365 days, or she does a postcard that she draws on every single day. One year she cut out circles and attached them to a big flat sheet 
So every single day she stitched down a circle. So she had 365 circles. Um, and she is just, I mean, she's magnificent at doing these kind of every single day things. And she really keeps up with them. Like I, her tenacity for finishing them is just breathtaking. Um, I'm, I'm, I can do like the hundred day projects, but 365 is just, that's tough for me, right? That's a lot of dedication. Um, but one of the things that she had turned me on to is this thing called project, um, three, three, three. And it is a minimalist approach to how you dress. And, um, I haven't done it in, in a couple years. It's very interesting to try if you've never tried it. Um, and, and so what the, what it is, what project three through three is, is that you basically have 33 items in your closet that you use for three months. And so you look at the next three months and you say, okay, here's kind of what I think I'm going to need for the next three months. And you only have 33 items and that includes accessories. That includes shoes and hats and jackets. I mean, it's 33 items period. And when I have done this, I've given myself a little bit of a, a gap in that I, anything that's handmade, I don't count in my 33 items and I, I craft a lot. <laughs> so my 33 items are probably stretched a bit further because I have a bunch of hand knit sweaters um, or handmade dresses or handmade shirts or skirts that I do. Um, and so I don't count those. Um, but what it really shows you is A, that you can kind of vary your wardrobe a lot over the course of three months with just 33 items. And B, there's just a ton of crap you don't really need. And so what I find is that, you know, I have like an entire section of my closet, which is dedicated to professional meetings, right? Like things where I need a suit or something super dressy. And the question is, is for those things, do I really need like 20 blouses? Because I'm never somewhere for 20 straight days, right? Um, so no, I don't think I actually need 20 of those. And, um, so project three, three, three really, you know, it, it helped me focus in on kind of my wardrobe. And since then I've kind of let things go, right. I've let, I've let, um, my closet, you know, grow exponentially again. <laughs> um, but what I'm really thinking about doing for the new year and part of what I want to really focus on, I think around the house and in the house, again, since we're spending so much time home is more of a minimalist approach so when I look at pictures of our house, you know, 20 years ago, um, my husband and I didn't have much furniture, right? We, we didn't have the means to have much furniture. We didn't have much furniture. We didn't have much in our house. And slowly over time, right, you start accumulating pieces. Now, the pieces of furniture that I have in general, I buy mid-century modern retro furniture. And when I buy it, I love it. And it's not something that I'm going to ever really want to part with. So I'm not saying like cutting down on the furniture pieces that I have, but I think that um, going through and doing kind of an overall purge of things where, you know, they only get used once every five years, right? Like if I have something that's only used once every five years, why keep it? I have an approach for my closet. I have a tiny closet and I share it with my husband. And so I actually think a lot of people would be really shocked at the amount of stuff that we fit into our closet, being that there's two adults that have to share the space that we share. But one of the things that I do is every year when I swap from summer to winter, any clothes that were not worn during that season, I purge because I figure if I didn't wear it in an entire season, then somebody else really needs to have that piece of clothing. Um, this year has been different, right? In that all of us in our house kind of have had pandemic wear where we're in really comfy clothes, right? I haven't worn an underwire bra since March. <laughs> um, I rarely put on what I would call to be even my normal work clothes, right? I mean, I'm in kind of just much more comfy clothes. Um, 
but it's making me look at my normal closet in a very different way. And it's making me wonder how much of the stuff that I have in there, even when all this is said and done, do I really need, right? Do I really need, I mean, I, I could go and count, but I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I probably have currently 15 pairs of corduroys, 15 pairs, right? How many pairs of corduroys do you need woman, right? Um, and so I think that we're all going to go through the house and really kind of just try to cut back on stuff, donate a lot of stuff, um, just go through and do a real healthy purge. I downloaded an audible book from a guy who's looking at minimalism in his house. And, you know, there's been this kind of kickoff from a Japanese author on minimalism. And, you know, one of her recommendations was basically you take absolutely everything out of your closet, you dump it on your bed. And then if you don't absolutely love it, right, if it's not one of those things that's a go-to, get rid of it. Um, this is, that type of approach is tough for me. And it's tough for me twofold. First of all, um, I grew up very poor. And so in general, I had a lot of hand-me-downs and I had a lot of used clothing. And so nothing ever really fit and I never was in love with anything. And so when I became an adult, I actually had kind of an issue with overspending and purchasing initially once I got a real job because I could afford stuff, right? So for the first time in my life, I could buy something new. And so once you realize you can buy stuff that's new and you can buy stuff that fits, um, it took me a while to kind of come back from that. You know, it took me a few, a, a few months, if not a year to really recognize that I was overspending on stuff that I didn't really need. Um, so that's, that's kind of my first issue with just this huge purge. My second issue is, is that, you know, I do not have a kind of off the rack size body. Actually, I don't think most people have an off the rack size body for a long time. A girlfriend and I had thought about standardizing the way that women's jeans are done so that they would be more like men, right? So you would have either a straight fit, a curvy fit, you know, come up with different styles of fit and then basically ways for women to measure themselves so that they could always buy clothes that fit them. Because when you go out there and you say, oh, I'm this size and you buy it and then you get it and it doesn't fit, it's like super frustrating, right? So my second problem is, is that when I find something that fits, even if I'm not in love with it, it fits. And so I'm like, mm, well, if it fits, should I really get rid of it? And so that's the other thing that, that you know, is kind of daunting for me. But I am going to go ahead, I think, and try the clothing purge of um, pulling absolutely everything out, dumping it all on my bed, and then going back through and saying, you know, love it, keep it. If I don't love it, I mean, absolutely love it. feel like I have to have it in my life. Um, I'm not going to keep it. Part of the issue with that stuff, not clothing, but stuff is sentimental value, right? So what do you do with sentimental value? Um, I have two huge Tupperwares filled with all of my kids' artwork and schoolwork and just stuff underneath my spare bed, right? What is appropriate, right? Like, do you keep it all? Do you go through and say, well, I'll keep like her first handful of these, these types of things? I just don't know, right? Like, and I don't want to just purge it all because once I purge it, there's no coming back. Right? Like once it's gone, it's gone. So that's one of the other things I'm kind of struggling with is, is where do you kind of draw that line? So um, I think, you know, this, this purging minimalism um, and then going through and checking off these small tasks around the house, and especially small tasks where there's big rewards, right? So cleaning out your silverware drawer, if you haven't done it, by the way, first of all, you're going to be grossed out by what you find. And second of all, now every time I open the drawer, it's like I'm happy. Right? Like I'm just, I'm instantly happy to look inside there. And so it makes me want to go through and do that, you know, kind of to every single cupboard, to every single drawer, right, throughout my entire house. Um, and so, you know, I'm just going to slowly chug down that list and go through it. Um, I'm working on what are going to be my intentions for 2021, and I'm struggling. 
I'm honestly struggling because I feel like with the pandemic, I don't know where I really want to put my energy. You know, last year I really wanted to travel with my husband and kid and that didn't happen. Um, and so how do I pick what I really want to focus on um, for 2021? That's tough. So I haven't gotten there yet. I'm hoping by tomorrow, <laughs> give myself a day, I will have sorted out um, what do I really want to do for my intentions for 2021, but I haven't done that yet. So I'm hoping that most of you out there have already, you know, made that uh, progress because I, you know, sure as heck have not. Um, so this afternoon, I'm going to take my kid to her swim practice. Um, but I wanted to share with you something interesting about her swimming. So we had signed her up with a coach who is maniacal. She is harsh. She is push, 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 push. You know, her kids always do the best in swim meets. Um, she is a bear, right? A bear of a coach. And I thought, you know, my kid, um, she's creative. She's imaginative. She's flighty, right? She's out there. Her stories are amazing, um, but she lacks a lot of focus. So I thought, okay, this would be the perfect coach for her. So she spent about two years swimming with this coach. And the coach just screams at the kids basically nonstop. And um, it had gotten to the point where she would get into the pool and she basically would just mess around because she knew the coach couldn't do much about it. And she was just tired of being yelled at. And instead of verbalizing that to us, which would have really helped, which, you know, being that she's eight, I'm not surprised she couldn't. Um, her and the coach had kind of a falling out. And so we moved her to a different swim team. So she's been on this new swim team um, basically since the pandemic has started. And they're definitely much more, one of the reasons I didn't sign her up is because they're much more gentle. They're much more calm. They're much more kind. And I thought for my kid, that wouldn't be the correct, um, the correct combination, right? The correct pairing. And it turns out actually it absolutely was, right? It's actually more of what she needed than kind of the hard ass. She needed somebody who would talk to her kindly and treat her kindly. And when I think about it now, hindsight, hindsight, um, it's not surprising, right? Who wants to be treated like shit and be screamed at? Nobody, right? Uh, <laughs> so you sign a kid up for that and then, you know, really what do you expect? But her coach um, sent her a thank you note for her Christmas card um, and her little gift. And here is exactly what I think a coach should be and how a coach should um, treat the, the people on their team, right? Um so she says, you know, it's nice of you to think of me this season. I have loved having you on the team and getting to know you a bit. I'm looking forward to many more practices as we work together to become the best swimmer and person you can possibly be. You know, it's like, oh, it, it touches my heart. Because for this coach, it's not about, you know, my kid who's eight becoming an Olympic swimmer, right? That's not, that's not the point. She wants my kid to love the water. She wants my kid to learn what it's like to be on a team, how to compete. But more than anything, she wants her to be a good human being, which is exactly what I want. So part of me feels like a schmuck, right? Like I had my kid on this horrible team for two years. Um, but the thing that's interesting is I actually think she is since she knows what it's like to be on a rough team, being on this team is like a dream, right? So she looks forward to it. She looks forward to going to the pool. She looks forward to the team. She looks forward to the coach. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to try, I think, 
longer to kind of pay attention to these things. I don't want to, I don't want her to give up too easily. I want her to fight for what she wants, but obviously the previous setup just really wasn't the way to go. Right. So how do you balance that? How do you figure that out? And I have no idea, right? Like, I feel like I'm, it's all frail to me, right? I'm just, I'm trying my best as I go. Um, but when like cards like this show up and when these things happen, it really resonates and makes me realize I made the right choice, right? It was hard at the time. I cried a lot. Um, and I felt like a failure. I felt like I was a failure. I felt like she was a failure. Um, and it turns out we really weren't, right? It just, sometimes things fit and sometimes things don't. And so uh, you just, you got to live and learn, live and learn. So, um, parting words for today. Um, I may get back on tomorrow to give you my New Year's, but we'll see. So, challenges occur every day. So, keep this in mind. Every day, for everybody, challenges occur. And bad days always bring better days. So, if you're having a bad day, know that there's a, a good day around the corner somewhere. And if you're having a great day... Um, be happy with it because bad days come up too. Um, so it wouldn't be life if you don't get those ups and downs, the roller coaster back and forth. So, uh, thanks for tuning in to a uh, pinch of honesty and, uh, hopefully we'll see you in the next day or two. Thanks for listening. Bye.